Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the surprise new episode, a new season of the Jake and Joe Show. I'm Jake. I'm Joe. And this is our show. Can we really call it a surprise season, though? Like, this was destined to happen. It should have happened right. however long ago. Like six months ago, or We're just July. Horrible so. entertainers that shouldn't be entertainers, I suppose. Yeah, six months ago. Because we basically missed an entire season, and then we're starting this season late. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad we kept going. And I think we both knew that eventually we'd get back to it. This is really going to screw up our schedule, though. Because we had a perfect six I know, months we really on, did. two months, or four months on, two months off routine Kind going. of, yeah. And yeah. That, that lined up perfectly with the holidays and... That's just not going to work anymore. Yeah. We're going to have to figure something else out. We'll figure it out. Maybe we do like a month of episodes and then no episodes for two weeks or something like that. So just figure something out. Yeah. Anyway, we're back. It is 2019. We did no episode. Or did we did? We did. Episodes. Yeah. It's so weird. Like last it feels like it's moved weird, and I'm not sure. I know. <laughs> uh. So, how do we do this? Thanks for uh, <laughs> li- listening. I guess that's it. Uh, so I think we should start the show off with plugging ourselves. Yeah. Because we're nobodies and we want to be somebody. <laughs> um, we're on Spotify now. Yes. That just happened yesterday as of recording, which is pretty sweet. So now you can just hop on Spotify, type in the Jake and Joe show, and you'll see our icon. It's the red curtain with the words Jake and Joe right there in the center of it. Yes. Uh, Should be familiar with the logo by now. If you're not, then you're not a true fan, and I have no respect for you. Get out of here. Just hop on there, search us up. Um we're basically on every platform now. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on Spotify, we're on Pocket Cast if you use that. We're still on Stitcher. Uh, and there are a few others that you could probably find us on as well. Basically, any podcast app that you can search for a podcast, chances we're there. are we'll show up for it. We're like that desperate friend that wants to be more. You have no excuse not to listen to us. I mean, we're right on Spotify. Everyone has it. Everyone uses it. Don't lie. You do use it. And I think, honestly, um, if I ever listen to the episodes back, which I almost always do, um, I'm going to be using Spotify because it's just so much easier, and I always use it anyway. Right. You're already there. And the best part about it is um, that we can put up our songs of the week in our own little playlist, which you already started. I thought that was that's the best part about it right there. I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, so... What we want to do is we want to go back through all the episodes that we've already released and grab all the song of the weeks that we've done over the last three seasons and throw them in a playlist so you guys can have easier access to the songs that we have uh, talked about. And we we might not even have to link them in the description anymore of the podcast to YouTube links. I don't really see a need to do that. If uh, anyone who doesn't use Spotify, though, might who doesn't? <laughs> hipsters, hipsters. Yeah, I mean, who I, think I, I guess putting best. YouTube links in the description doesn't hurt anything, so we might as well. Yeah. Uh, do we want to get into this? Do we have anything else we want to say? Well, yeah, I, I guess we can just say that um, we can reestablish our goal here. That we basically, I, I know Joe and I talked about this, and when we first started out, we wanted to be a very general podcast 
appealing to a lot of different people, you know, family friendly, or we're still totally cool on that front. But in trying to be wicked general, we ended up choosing topics that were too niche to be broad. So uh, in the future, going forward, we're definitely going to just keep it in mind that, hey, you know, we're trying to appeal to grandmothers, uh, trying to keep, you know, younger kids in mind, all, all things like that. So we don't have to go on and on about PUBG and other super specific things. Right. CES comes to mind. We talked about that twice, I think, uh, and Ryzen processors and stuff like that. I remember going over that. Um, yeah. We enjoy that, but the vast majority of people who listen aren't going to care. Right. So what we want to do is we want to take this from being, like Jake said, a more niche show that we didn't even realize we were making at the time and turn it into more of a discussion, which I think was one of our original goals. Yeah. We wanted it to sound like we were talking to you guys and not at you. And along the way, it kind of morphed into exactly what we didn't right. want it to be. And I think that's why we took the break that we took. Um, I know it also had to do with our schedule or specifically your schedule yeah. being really busy getting back into school and that type of thing. Yep. But you, you, we've talked a few times about this and you made comments about how you just weren't feeling as inspired anymore. Definitely and, not. And I think that's because we were forcing ourselves to make a show that we realized we didn't really like making. I mean, we do this because it's fun, first and foremost. Yes. And... If we're making something that's not fun, we're not going to have any drive or any creative, you know, well, drive is the word to use to make more. So I think if we can stay on track and make what we want to make and talk about what we want to talk about without trying to fit into segments and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I think we'll have a more enjoyable time and make better content in, in the meantime. Yeah. The I, what's weird process. is that I think you would think that making a niche podcast would be harder Mm -hmm. But really, that's way easier because you, when you make a niche podcast, you're basically just podcasting for yourself. Right. So, and that's what, basically, I think that's what we had been doing. So we had been saying, oh, you know, this is all going to be all general and stuff. But really, because it was kind of low effort, especially towards, you know, the end of season two, season three, we ended up talking about things that we like, our interests, which we're so similar. There's really not a lot of... uh generalities in there which right. is like video games technology that's about it so <laughs> that's that's the extent of our character yeah that's it so now we can just you know think more about what we're gonna say and try to come up with a more entertaining podcast for everybody so we we might even go into things that we're not even all that not keen on but savvy on so so before we get into it, I just I do want to point out that this is our first episode back in a long time. We're recording in a new place. Yeah. Uh, Michaela and I bought a house since we recorded last. Mm -hmm. I don't think we had when we stopped recording. We still lived in the, yes. the trailer. Yeah, we've and never recorded. In no, here. We, we have a house now. Um, the house has no carpet floors. It's all wood floors. So I'm aware that this first episode is probably not going to sound very good. That if there's going to be some echo, uh, we're still, I, I have a new operating system on my PC since we recorded last. So I had to reinstall all the software and reconfigure it. Things aren't going to sound the same. I need this episode to figure out levels 
what should be turned up, what should be turned down. I already have a feeling that Jake is probably going to be louder than me, even though we did like 15 minutes of testing before this. <laughs> yeah. See, whenever you talk, the waves are going up way more than when I talk. Anyway, <laughs> it's going to be echoey in here. We're going to have to figure out how to make this sound as good as it did when we ended episode 59, because I think we had a pretty good sound. Yeah. That being said, let's uh, let's dig right into the content, which we know you guys have been waiting for since... We said we were going to come back in, was it July? Would have been, yeah, like late July. <laughs> we said we were going to come back in July. Surprise. And gotcha. It's the end of January. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so two things that we wanted to talk about, just to give you guys a general idea of what you can look forward to in the next several minutes. Uh, one is self-image. And the second thing we're going to be talking about is kind of debating on if it's better to do things that make you happy or do things that the end result makes you happy. Um, just a couple of things that we've both been thinking about lately. So let's just uh, go right into it. Maybe let's, let's do self-image first. So this is one that you threw down here on the notes last night when we were uh, coming up with some notes for what we wanted to talk about on this first episode. Yeah. You said you'd been, you'd been thinking about this for the last few weeks or something like that. Well, that was more kind of the second topic, but self-image is, is specifically like feeling good about myself and the way I look just has been on my mind a lot lately because I've been losing weight. <laughs> so it makes me feel a little better. And basically, I just wanted to ask if uh, if you've ever had those days where you just like wake up and you just feel way more motivated to just like look good i don't know like if you know you're going out somewhere with friends or right. something yeah i mean i guess i i kind of always have a desire to look decent when i'm going out with friends right um if i'm if i'm not going to be going out with friends if i'm just going to be like bumming it at home right then no way yeah. if i'm going to work i'm going to put in as little effort as i can to look good enough to meet the requirements of the job <laughs> I know that's horrible to say, <laughs> but like if I'm going, going out with friends, like I put on a nice shirt and I put on some nice pants and I do my hair <laughs> up, I slick it over it and I put some gel in it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't ever put product in my hair. This hair is all natural. All natural. Um, I do like how I feel when I put on nice clothes. Like yeah. when we go out and hang, like go bowling or something like that. And that yeah. gives me a chance to put on nice jeans and a t-shirt with a uh, long sleeve over it with the, the sleeves rolled up at the elbow. I like how I look yeah. when I'm dressed like that. I think that's a good look on me. And when I get to do that and I think I look good, I like to think others think I look halfway good. And that makes yeah. me feel good about myself. Yeah. And it, how you feel about yourself ends up being how you actually are and, and can rub off on other people too. So I'd like to think that on days when you feel good and you feel extra motivated to just like, you know, put in the extra effort, then that actually ends up, you know, giving an outcome of, oh, people actually perceive you on a higher level. Like maybe you, maybe in a more respectful way. <coughs> And you end up just having so much more confidence. It feels like you can get away with more. I, you know what I mean? I don't know if I've ever felt that 
people perceive me better. Like, I just want people to look at me and think I'm hot. Right. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. No, I... (laughs) I, I don't know. I, I don't ever think of it in that manner, I guess. Like, I don't think that when I'm wearing jeans and a nice shirt when we go out and hang out, I'm never, I, I don't think I've ever thought these people must be looking at me like, oh, no, well, maybe I have. Because now that I'm yeah. saying that, I can remember times where I'm like, these people must think I'm dressed quite nicely. Yeah. <laughs> like, just even if you don't really think about it for too long, just like your example with going out bowling and uh i know exactly what you're talking about with your jeans and your t-shirt and rolled up uh what's it called not flannel buffalo plaid plaid long sleeve so even for a split second you might have had a thought like oh you know people are gonna people gonna think i'm looking good tonight i think you know and it, it makes it sounds like a weird um egotistical thing but well first off a little ego is not a big deal and Second off, it just like it makes your whole experience better. I know if I feel like trash, if I feel like I look like trash or I don't look up to snuff, it ruins my whole time somewhere. I feel like it, it matters so much. So if we just go out and hang out and I wore like it was just you and I and I wore I, I showed up in like a suit. Yeah. And you were just bumming it. I'd feel I definitely feel underdressed, but it depends on where we are. That's if, true. if it's just you and I, like at your house, I'd be like, first off, why what are you, are you wearing doing? a suit like right. at your house? <laughs> but this is my casual yeah. wear. <laughs> if I if we were in a group and I just misjudged the attire, I'd be like, oh great, now they're gonna think like, uh, let's see, I, I would say, oh, they're gonna think I'm poor. Um, we all go out to a very <laughs> obvious black tie event and Jake shows up in like joggers and a t-shirt and he's like, oh, oh, did I judge this wrong? Uh, <laughs> oh, you said McDonald's, not McDonald's. <laughs> I think uh, I think I had like a perfect example of this, of how dressing nice can help you feel better about yourself just today. Okay. Um, so... It was really cold in our office building today. Like I was freezing. Everyone's been freezing. We just moved into a new building where I work and they haven't quite figured out the HVAC system yet. So it'll be much colder than it should be or something like that. So I left in the middle of my shift to go up to Target to buy a sweater. And I found the sweater that I wanted and I went to the self-checkout. And I ring up my item, I throw it in the bag and then I scan my card and it comes back saying card declined. Now I'm wearing my nice khakis and I've got a polo shirt. <laughs> Obviously, on. this was a mistake. Right. The cashier came over to me and I'm like, it didn't like my card. Like, I, just, I must just need to do it again. And she acted in a way like she authentically believed that it was an error of the machine. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I had been dressed in like sweatpants and a ratty t shirt or something like that and I was in the same situation, her thought or her reaction to me would have been different. Right. When I said, oh, it must have just been the machine like messing up. I need to scan this card again. She probably would have said, Do you have I'm another sure. method of payment? But right. <laughs> or, you know, I'm just thinking like maybe even internally in her own head, she's thinking, yeah, right. His card's just declined. There's not enough money on it right. or something like Cause that. Because as much as we try to not be judgmental, that's a fact of life. Right. Everyone is in some way. So it, and this, is, this proves my point, I feel that how you feel about yourself after a couple steps 
ends up being how people think of you, even if it's at a very shallow level. But that shallow level ends up like, you know, rooting itself and, and expanding upon. This so. this whole idea reminds me of stories that I've read on Reddit before, uh, where people who there, there there's actually a whole subreddit called "Act Like You Belong." Oh wow! Uh, where people have told stories about how they dressed in black khakis and a black polo, had a lanyard around their neck and a clipboard, and they've made it backstage to concerts and stuff just because they looked like they could be a stagehand or someone that needs to be where they, you know, behind the scenes or something like that. So they've gotten in and they've been able to watch shows from backstage Mm -hmm. for free just because you look like you fit the role. So I guess the whole adage, you know, dress for the job you want, not the job you have really does mean something people just haven't been saying it what do you know it actually means something it's like that's the first locked door in someone's mind of you the way you look okay you you've passed that and next is like credentials you know or like who you are or what you're doing so in that case where you're acting like you belong to some people that like basic level of security is enough like if he looks like he belongs here they wouldn't think twice some people would people trained in security i'm sure but most people would be like well he must work here right so it's just so cool how it's like it's almost social manipulation in a way in fact i think i think you could safely call it that right yeah uh there are companies that do that type of security uh for other companies like for example um my company that that i work for deals with people's very personal information like their retirement funds their social security numbers addresses all that type of information yeah so we have to be very very secure and i can safely say i've never worked for a company that takes security as seriously as this one like they are very on top of things and it's it's pretty impressive uh when it all comes down to it so they have this company that will periodically check to make sure we're living up to the security standards we have set in place. And there is this guy, they, they send different guys every now and then because if they send the same guy over and over again, we'll begin to recognize them and they won't be able to do the social experiments. But they actually do social experiments in our building where they see if they can get access to places that they shouldn't have access to. Like they work for us. But they're trying to break into our building. So they do that whole thing where they act like they belong. Yes. Like there, there's been a guy who has shown up dressed like he was um, – there's a company in Maine called Modern Pest Services. Mm-hmm. They will go to different companies and make sure there's no like bug nests or anything like that. They'll spray the building with insecticide, that type of thing to keep it bug free. He dressed like he was part of Modern Pest because that's the company we use. It's the most popular pest company in Maine. And he walked into reception, said he was here to do his inspection, and they let him into the building. He never had to, like, prove who he was. He just looked the part, and he was let in. Yeah. We got knocked for that, obviously. Um, but that's his job. He goes around to different companies and plays pretend and tries to get into places that he's not allowed to get into. And he gave a security demonstration or a security meeting or something like that. And he told us about some of the different stories that where he had gotten away with things he shouldn't have. And it was just because he was dressed apart. Mm. It's pretty cool. That reminds me of, uh, there's like a new degree you can get now. I think it's actually called like ethical hacking. Yeah. 
Yeah, that kind of reminds me of that. I think like, that's the actual term that the guy used. Yeah, so those are the type of people. Those are the type of people that you want to expose your security flaws before right. legitimate malicious people do. Correct. So it just made me thought of that. <laughs> it just made me think of that. I'm leaving that in. No, I'm leaving that in, Jake. No. That's not coming out. It's not exactly the same topic, but it's something else that I'd actually thought about a while ago. Um, I don't know if you remember last night when we were talking about uh, potential topics. I was listening to some recordings on my phone. And uh, every for the listeners, um, occasionally if I have like an idea that I'm thinking of that I don't want to forget that maybe I want to elaborate on later, I'll just pop out my the, the recorder on my phone and record for five or ten minutes and just talk. Yeah, he was and gonna he was gonna ditch me. So I was gonna ditch him and start my own podcast. That's really <laughs> what I wanted to do. Anyway, I listened to one last night and it reminded me. It's kind of funny that listening to that last night ties in with what we're talking about now. Um, I, I was talking about how I was on my ride home from work and I was stopped at a stoplight and I saw this guy standing waiting to cross the road on on the crosswalk and he was dressed in like really nice clothes like he was trying to look cool like he had nice jeans on a nice shirt he had a cool hat on and he was just dressed really nice and as soon as the walk light turned green for him so he could start crossing the street i noticed that as he was walking he had a limp and for like three seconds three to five seconds in my brain i immediately thought oh he's not as cool as he looks like I, and I just I thought I would bring that up because I thought maybe we could talk about it. Yeah. Like, talk about how much of a jerk I am for thinking <laughs> that. But I, I mean, I obviously immediately put it out of my mind because that's not how I look at people and that's not how I want to look at people. Right. But for a split second, I was convinced that he was like, and I don't want to sound mean, better than he was, quote unquote, because of the dress, because of the way he was dressed. Right. As soon as I saw him walk, I dismissed that idea and I was like, oh, no, he's not cool. He's lame because yeah. he can't walk normal. Absolutely. And it's just, it's just weird to think of that. First of all, I would be such a jerk and think that way for even a split second. But second of all, that the fact that he was dressed nice distracted me from the fact that maybe he had a limp or mm. maybe there was something else going on with him that he didn't want people to see. The way he presented himself was important to him. That's like what we were talking about with the cashier at Target. You know, there's always going to be a layer of of judgment uh, on that baseline before you even can think, oh, hey, you know, before you can judge that way of thinking. So it's actually better that you say that you thought that way and then thought, oh, no, that's wrong. Then just think that way and just be like, oh, yeah, that's fine to think like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a good thing that I acknowledged that right. I shouldn't be thinking that way. Let's break up the quote-unquote halfway mark of the show or halfway point of the show, rather, with Song of the Week. So it's going to work a little bit differently this season. Um, we realized in talking over the last few days about how we were going to start doing the podcast again that... We felt that near the end of our initial run, we felt that the songs that we were picking for Song of the Week weren't as inspired anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we were both definitely feeling that. I mean, when you have to come up with a song that you really love once every week for 60 weeks, you realize, I don't love as many thongs. thongs. (laughs) 
I don't love as many songs as I thought I did. Um, there's a lot of songs I like and enjoy, but I wanted the songs that, personally, I wanted the songs I was picking for Song of the Week to be ones that really meant something to me mm-hmm. or that I really enjoyed and like, like gave me goosebumps. And it also has to fit the mold of like something that you didn't hear on the radio a billion times at some right. point in time. Right. And that makes it even harder. Yeah, exactly. It has to be non-mainstream music that you really, really enjoy. Like right. I could do a hundred weeks of Weezer because I like every single song they've done. But I also wanted it to be from like, we both wanted it to be a variety of artists and that makes it harder too, because normally when you find someone you like, you do nothing but binge their music. Oh yeah. So it it can be difficult to consistently pick songs that you really love. So for this season, the way it's going to work is that if we don't have a song of the week, we're just not going to do one. There might be weeks where I'm the only one that has a song or that Jake might be the only one that has a song. There might be weeks where neither of us have a song at all, so we just don't do the segment. Mm -hmm. We want it to be looser so that the songs we're bringing to you are ones that really have our stamp of approval, that we really feel good about and that we enjoy sharing. Right, because even as a listener, I mean, you guys, I'm sure, would rather wait for something that we actually care about than just like, fill filling like three to five minutes of a random song that we're just like you know meh about right whatever who cares yeah so that being said for the first five or six episodes of this season we probably will have a consistent song of the week um because it's been a long time since we've recorded so there have been songs that we found in the meantime that we enjoy so we both have one this week let's get into it jake what do you got well i actually have a completely different lifestyle actually than I did last time we recorded, which we can get into at a, on a later episode maybe. Um, but basically it allows for me to listen to way more music than I used to just cause there's more car rides and things like that. Um, so I've been listening to the Spotify, um, what's the playlist discover weekly. Like we used to oh, binge wow, on all the time. Nice. Yeah. So there's been tons of music. They've been hitting it on the nose. They're, Spotify's so good like that. Uh, this one's called The Feeling by Sammy Ray. So here's a little bit of that. I gotta get lost in the night. Gotta give into the feeling. I wanna get lost in the feeling. Wanna give into the night. And I stoned and I've been broken from the bathroom. Cause I needed it. I felt it already. Oh, and it ain't what it is. That ended up being um, a very, very perfect clip. That was crazy. <laughs> so the, we started the clip at one minute into the song, exactly. Yep. And we do 30 seconds, and it ran until 1.30 and <laughs> had a it. perfect cutoff. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Great song, by the way, too. I like those, those trumpets. Yeah, man. I love... I'm sure some loyal listeners would remember that pretty much whenever anything has, is like upbeat and has some sort of brass in it. It takes a lot for me not to love it. <laughs> um, plus, her voice is great, and like the the cadence of some of the lyrics um, appealed to me. So it was actually one of the few songs that I ended up playing uh, several times throughout that week. Did you listen to any other music by her? No, Just not yet. Yeah. I probably will, though. Yeah, she has that, that energy that I think 
I, I feel like she would carry through a lot of her music. So yeah. So what do you have for us today, Joe? Well, I went with a very upbeat, happy song as well. Um, I'd never heard of this artist before. Uh, the name of the artist is Luther with a V, kind of like churches. Chiverches. Chiverches. This is Leverther. Le- 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 <laughs> um, it's called Some Kind of Magic featuring Mizika, which I've also never heard of. I don't even really remember how I found this song. It was, I think it was probably on a a playlist I was listening to while I was playing Rocket League or something like that. I just had music going in the background, and I really like this track. So here is 30 seconds of Some Kind of Magic by Luther. High energy, baby. The yes. way I live my life, full throttle all the time. I think we have both been. Uh, I mean, I definitely can speak for myself. I don't know about you, but just been been riding high lately, which made me be like, hey, you know what? I can handle this podcast again. Let's let's, <laughs> let's go for it. Maybe so it's it makes the, sense um, that we're looking at high energy stuff. Maybe it's the nice job you have, living with your significant other, not having cancer. <laughs> Not having an incredibly heavy workload at school. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's one or two of those things. Yeah. You think maybe that has something to do with it? I think all of those things. <laughs> it's crazy. Like you mentioned it before we started Song of the Week that like you have a different lifestyle than you did when we recorded last time. Everything Dude, about it. You're you are a very different person than when we used to record. Like oh, it's yeah. crazy. Like you're a lot different. Yeah. You I, I feel like in the last few months that we did the podcast, there was a noticeable like decline in your enthusiasm in your overall energy and mood. And I feel like in the last three months or so, you've been a more positive, happy person. <laughs> yeah, it's been, yeah. There's nothing to complain about. Like even though school, I mean, I think last time, yeah, last time we were recording, I was doing school, but it was all online. That was more stressful. It's insane. How that was more stressful. That's crazy because for me, online classes were super easy. Well, because I, I think I cared more because it was online because I, I got no feedback. I got no reactions mm. and I didn't get to okay. meet anybody in online classes. So like when you hand in work, it was just it was so robotic. Like, yeah, you do the work, you get the grade. That's it. Yeah. You don't really like have any interaction and that makes a big difference. Like, so uh, now you get to even go to- if I get like a ninety on something, like I understand why. Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is this teacher's philosophy, and I don't get all mad like I did yeah. online. <laughs> so you get to go to class and see that you're smarter than everyone else, and it makes you feel good about yourself. Basically, yeah, that's <laughs> that. That's a big no. But I can definitely see what you're saying. Like, if if you if you do homework online and you get an eighty, yeah. You don't know. You don't really know why you got an eighty. That's just the grade you got. Like exactly, you don't get a they don't like to yeah. see like what did I do wrong. Explain to me why I did this wrong so I can learn. Right. Um, but when you're in person, I mean, that's a different experience. You can be like, "Hey, teach. 
What's the word? And that's exactly what I say at the end of every class. Hey, teach. Hey, teach. <laughs> What's the word? No, Hello, you, fellow kids. <laughs> if, if you get an 80 on your paper, you can go up and say, hey, I got these questions wrong. Would you mind explaining what I did wrong mm -hmm. in these? Or like maybe give me another way of doing it that you just don't get when you do online mm -hmm. classes. I never had that issue because I'm smart. <laughs> so I didn't get things wrong, but I can understand how someone like right, you would right. really struggle. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, another thing about that, real quick, is the fact that the first semester with all online classes had nothing to do with my program of study because I started in the spring. Oh, that's I had right. to do a bunch of gen eds, math, yeah. which I was like, oh god, like I'm, I can't do this. Right. And uh, um, what else did I do? <laughs> Intro to psychology. Uh, some English, uh, yeah, composition, classes like that. Some classes I liked, some classes I didn't. But it was like that more traditional high school style that just added so much stress to me. Mm. But especially this semester, every single class I'm taking is a theory and lab course. So it has everything to do with what I actually care about learning. That's cool. So I love all my classes right now. Yeah. And we're all... A, the same group of guys there's only one class where like one girl is in get her out of there i know she doesn't tell her belong. she needs to go do cooking or something <laughs> <later>. yeah <laughs> get out of here <laughs> but yeah we're in the same room for every class with the same group of people give or take a couple people here and there mm, so it's cool. just like even though i guess that sounds like it would be boring but it's absolutely not having that like constant just knowing your teachers and knowing the people you're working with. I can actually speak to yeah. that because going to the small private school that I went to, yeah. I was in class with the same three people and had the same two teachers yeah. for six or seven years in a row. That's right. So I had that very tight-knit group of like people that I saw every single day. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. Yeah. So, yeah, great song choice, Joe. Hey, thanks <laughs> for the energy, the, the positive vibes, man. You got it. So let's move on to our last topic of this epi. Yeah. Of this episode. -y. So um so far so good. I'm loving this. Yeah, this is a great start. Yeah. This is good podcast. <laughs> this is good talking. podcast. We make good content. Listen on Spotify. <laughs> Please, Please do. Please. Uh, <laughs> tell your friends. Please. Please. <laughs> um I need this. Okay. <laughs> Please. Please do it for Joe. Um, so actually, in the last week, it's only been a week, uh, I started coming across this YouTuber named Chubby Emu. Do you pronounce it Emu or Emu, by the way? The bird. The bird? Um, hey, look at that Emu over there. Or Emu. Hey. Hey, look at that Emu. It's E-M-U. Hey. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I say I it in think an it's conversation. Emu. Hey, Jake, on your way over here tonight, did you see that Emu? I say Emu. Oh, okay. Emu. Okay. Well, anyway, chubby emu. Chubby. No, no, no. Emu. I think you're right, though. I think it's emu. I think I'm. Okay. I think I'm the stupid one. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. That's a first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you didn't expect me to deny that, did you? I, I know. <laughs> I was like, that wasn't even an insult. It was a compliment. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we both just had an awkward like three seconds <laughs> pause where we just stared at each other. Uh. <laughs> so chubby emu, this guy, man. I don't think I've ever connected with a YouTuber on on this kind of level. Like, I love H3H3. I love Gus Johnson. But Chubby Emu, the things he posts about are so relevant to things that I care about and I find interesting. Like, uh, 
he went to school for engineering. Um, he ended up being a doctor, so he ended up switching to medical. He does now. He does a bunch of like medical videos and things. Very interesting. But he also has like little life lesson videos and let's plays, and he even plays um, Nuclear Throne, which is super like super niche. Hardly anyone ever plays that game. I play it, and I just came across while I was watching his videos like a let's play of him playing that one game and he loved it. So I was like, wow, this dude is That's like weird. a more successful me. <laughs> he and actually did something with his life. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a hobby of like doing some sort of creative thing. Like in for him, it's that YouTube channel, his life lesson playlist and things that he has learned in his mindsets behind these ideas are truly beyond his years most of the time when i hear the phrase like oh you know you're wise beyond your years i think it's kind of bs it's just that uh, not saying that person doesn't like deserve that being said to them but it's like you know it's it's common sense for people of like average intelligence a lot of the times but this guy is just he truly deserves the title of like having wisdom beyond his years he's like younger 30s and the way he thinks of things is just like crazy to me and you see a lot of yourself in this guy you trying to say that you think you're uh wise no i'm I'm just no 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 definitely not oh okay no in fact actually i was talking to ethan about him the other day and i was i told ethan i was like he's a couple years older than me and he's thought of so many ideas in such depth that i've never even thought of is ethan a friend of yours yeah oh I, he's I a friend think, of both I, of us i don't ours. think i've met him before yes <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying things you'd never even thought of yeah like or or something you you think you've thought of on, at like a kind of a shallow level but in a completely different frame of mind like hmm. you just I'd pass this off as like, oh, that's a negative thing or whatever. This guy takes something, spins it in a positive light, and really like analyzes it in a palatable way. I, it's hard to explain. I'll have to have you watch a couple videos. I think I I saw he had a um, a video on trending recently uh-huh. um, about a guy who ate like five day old pasta. Yeah, and he, it like did something to his liver. That's his medical videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that, so that's how I'd heard of him. Yes. I haven't I, that's how anything. I originally found him, oh, too. Oh, okay, okay. His medical videos, and I yeah. kept going into more and more things. Yeah. But anyway, like, I'm trying to explain this guy, but th- this is how I came up with this idea for, for something to talk about. Um, he was talking about how he doesn't agree with the saying, do what makes you happy. And at first, you're like, well, why why would you think that? But... He was saying that what you should do is uh, the things that have the outcome of making you happy. Because if if you think about it, a lot of people who live by the mantra of like, do what makes you happy, they're not like entirely successful. They're just kind of like happy-go-lucky, you know, paycheck-to-paycheck type person. And I'm kind of saying this because... I've been like that for a long time. Right. So I'm not like trying to be a jerk to those type of people because that's my default mindset a lot of the times. Do what makes you happy. And what he said really struck a chord with me. And he tied that into the idea that determination and hard work trumps motivation and inspiration. 
Can you repeat that for not only me? Well, yeah. For the listeners, but me as well. Yeah. Really, so determination and hard work, like yeah. brute forcing your way into repetition and building new habits right. is way better than just like the romanticism of inspiration and motivation. I, I think... Yeah, I agree. A lot of times... Yeah, right? There's a lot of times that you... You'll see videos like TED Talks and and other just like credible people talk about how to be motivated and how to be inspired. And you hear about these ideas and it, it, they're fun to listen to because, like I said, it's like romanticized because it's like a feeling. But ultimately... Those feelings, just like any other feelings, they fade. And usually when you are motivated to do something and inspired to do something, you only have that thought, that feeling for a limited amount of time. So until you actually force your way into building new habits, that motivation and inspiration means nothing. You're like, this is weird because I've I've thought so heavily about the idea of motivation yeah and how, how i've always like I, I i'm always thinking about this and how i've always struggled with being motivated and actually like i have these aspirations and these things in my head like the romanticism that you were talking about i have yeah. these ideas in my head i'm like that would be so awesome to do that and i get motivated about it and then the next day rolls around and i realized i hadn't even thought about that thing again since yesterday and now I'm starting to feel excited about it again. Like, but in that period in the middle, my drive and my motivation to do that was completely gone. I don't even know if I'm wording it right. No, I completely understand. Yeah, you got it. Um, an example of this being, uh, I really would love to spend my life making Android games mm -hmm. for people to play on their phones. I feel like the mobile game market is something that there, there's a lot of untapped potential there. Um, you, you see a lot of like really popular games like Clash of Clans and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but they're all very shallow games. Like I, I don't feel like there are very many Android games that there's a lot of depth to. And I feel like with the Android platform, one person can build a game that's got depth because you're not building it for a PC, for an entire operating system that's gonna get pushed out to gamers that are playing on their high-end rigs. They're gonna right. be playing on their phones. It's something that they wanna play casually in their downtime. So I'm always telling myself, I could learn how to do that. I know how to program, I do it every day. I just need to learn the syntax for a different language, how to apply that, how to build an Android app, and I could do it. I could sell my game for 99 cents, sell a couple hundred copies, and make a couple hundred bucks. I know I could do that. And I romanticize that idea in my head that I could do that. I could make these things. But then I have zero motivation to do it. Mm. I sit down here at my computer at home and I do nothing but play video games. Right. And that's because that's immediate happiness. I'm doing things that make me happy in that moment. If I took half an hour a day at first and forced myself to work my way through learning how to code an Android app, those 30 minutes every day, I might not necessarily be enjoying, but when I get to the end and I have a finished product that's an Android game that I built, the amount of happiness is going to be, I think, more than the individual nights playing video games. Yeah, it's going to be better than any chicken dinner. Right. And I've thought about this so much. Like, I think about it at least three or four times a week about wanting to make an Android game. 
I think about it all the time and I just always tell myself someday I will. Mm. Someday I'll do it. Someday I'm going to learn how to make an Android game and I'm going to make one that becomes popular. And I just always tell myself that and I've never done anything about it. So you talking about this right yeah. now is speaking to me, man. I'm yeah. feeling this it. This is what I felt when he was talking about it. I was like, wow, that's that's amazing. And it seems like it's common sense, right? It almost feels like it's stupid that you feel that way. Right. But it's still the way it's presented makes a huge difference. Mm. And like what you were saying with, you know, taking 30 minutes each day to do something and you might not like it the whole time. But I think that's an important thing is if you decide, if you do have a finished product, if you have a finished product and then decide, oh, the whole time I actually didn't like that, then you know. Then you know that you really don't like doing it and you won't like romanticize that idea anymore. Mm, um, but I don't or, or know get until better. I try. Exactly. You don't know until you try. So in going back to like the first week of doing it 30 minutes a day, you might find that you like it, which will build motivation, but like real urge like real habits and the real desire to actually take the time and maybe even more time maybe you'll end up doing it like an hour a day or two hours a night or there might be a night where i message you and say joe you ready for some pub and you say no nah, i'm coding hey. i would love that to happen yeah wouldn't man. it be great i uh, yeah i mean i would hate it but wouldn't it be great <laughs> it would be awesome i just i just romanticized the idea of getting up in the morning thinking about people who are going into the office and thinking Nah, <laughs> suckers. Not my life. Yeah. Jump yeah. in the shower, hop out, throw my PJs back on, grab a cup of tea, sit down at my computer and start coding. And I just work on my Android game and I make money. That's what I yeah. want. And I keep telling myself that someday I'm going to get there and I never do it. <laughs> I'm stupid, Jake. I'm stupid. You can do it, man. Dude, that this actually reminds me, I haven't told you this yet, but one of my classes that I'm taking is with C programming and so far I love it. I do. I, I think I you had have, no idea that I'd love it. I thought I'd hate it. I think you have the exact personality to love programming. I really do. Yeah, I want I, to learn more. Even down to like how you make your sandwiches, how everything has to be even. Yeah. That applies to programming. Like, really? Oh, absolutely. Like Yeah. In order you to can't have globs in, in, of peanut butter in no, your code? No, you can't have globs of peanut butter okay. in your code. I have to <laughs> I'm getting rid of globs of peanut butter at work all day when I'm coding. No, I, I, I really do. I think you I think you have the mindset to highly enjoy programming. Yeah. Dude. Okay, so now you listeners know, next time the Jake and Joe show goes off air unexpectedly, keep your eye on the app store. <laughs> it's because Jake and Joe are making an app show. <laughs> <laughs> an app show. <laughs> So you're learning C, C plus, C sharp. Uh, he's just having us do C. Just C. He says if you know C, then it's easier to learn anything else. I agree to an extent. I think he should have had us do C plus plus. I don't think so. What do you think? C sharp. Really? Yep. C that plus, wasn't even discussed. C plus plus is a slightly older language. It's not bad. I mean, yeah. Hundreds of millions of applications and devices and computers yeah. use C plus <laughs> plus. It's a universal language. I think that C sharp is a very good step forward um, because it's universal. Mm. Um, you can develop Android games. You can develop Windows applications. You can develop anything in C sharp. For example, um, I use at work, I, I program in a lot of uh, PLSQL. 
um, procedural language structured query language or something like that. I don't even know what it stands for. I know SQL stands for structured query language. Mm. It's a very business focused coding language. Like I wouldn't sit here at home and for fun make a game in SQL. It right. can't. It cannot do that. I mean, maybe it could, but it wouldn't be a game. It'd be very boring. Right. Um, but C Sharp, it can be used for anything. You can do anything you want if you only believe. Have you ever had wow. a dream where you want That you could do. That you want to. <laughs> <laughs> we're still on that joke, guys. Oh, man. No, yeah. So anyway, we're getting we're talking about programming, and we didn't want to be niche. That's okay. So we're, we're, we're doing exactly what we wanted to do. I had the same thought, do. but like, <laughs> I, I was going to turn us around if we went too deep into it. <laughs> but anyway, back to what we were talking about. I have another topic that I'd like to talk about next episode. Oh, awesome. Um, that branches off of this one. So we Let's could kind of call this like a part give one. Give us a tape, uh, a sneak peek. No more zero days. And that's all I'm ah. going to say. We can talk about what that means next episode. Wow. Because I feel like no more zero days is an incredible philosophy to live your life by. And I want to do a little more research before I bring it to you guys uh, because I've only done a light amount of research on it myself. But I remember when I read about it for the first time, I legitimately felt excited. Wow. Not even about anything. I just felt excited about living because of the idea of no more zero days. And I don't want to say more. We'll get into it next That's episode. That's an exciting headline. I'm actually really pumped. <laughs> well, right. then I guess you'll have to come back and record episode 62 with me next okay. week. Sounds good. Boop, 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 boop. Well, I guess that's it. Um, unless you have any closing words, or no, no, I don't, I don't have anything. That's, I guess, that's I guess much we it. can really kind of wrap up final thoughts on this whole end goal thing, and that's basically we both agree that putting in the time in doing something that you might not enjoy in the moment is absolutely worth the outcome which is to make you happy and that actually gives you your real goal. Mm, I agree. I don't really have anything yeah, else to add so, to it because I agree with you completely. Yeah. This is our problem a lot. Yeah, that's the problem. We have no... There's no controversy on the Jake and Joe show. <laughs> Maybe someday. Maybe someday. We need to get Cody back on here. Cody, uh, he, he brings a little controversy because he argues everything, yes. whether or not he agrees with you. Yes. So, anyway, that's the end of episode 61. Thank you guys for tuning in. People who are tuning back in after listening to us for the first 60 episodes, thank you for coming back. Thank you for staying subscribed to us, staying followed to us. However you were tracking our episodes, thanks for sticking around. Yes, um, absolutely. We plan to do this at least till episode 100 because I have a bet with my wife that um, we would make it to episode 100. I feel like I, I'm not even in the bet, but I'm invested in this bet now <laughs> because every time I don't even hear the end of it. Is, oh, you guys didn't make it to 100. Well, hey, now we will. We're going to. It's going to happen. <laughs> we'll be celebrating. Episode 100 is going to be a momentous occasion. Yep. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. See ya. This new catchphrase. We might here. do video episodes sometime. See ya. Oh, yeah. Video episodes. They might be coming. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you.